0: You how have you been with watching movies? Lately? Oh yeah,
1: we should uh, yeah we should get into what we've been watching because uh, gonna be honest I've been uh, been pretty bad. I've been lacking.
0: Had a little movie uh, fatigue.
1: Yeah, a little movie fatigue for sure. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what sparked that, but and you know maybe it's just uh, I don't know. It's probably because I just watched a ton and then when you do it it all the time yeah
0: yeah Uh, yeah i've noticed lately especially like i'll start things i I start movies a lot and i turn them off and yeah Yeah. either because i'm too tired or just because it wasn't i read i read the vibe wrong like it wasn't the right movie for the for the like the mood you know yeah
1: that is that is one of one of the things I dislike about myself the most is starting a movie and then stopping it like within the first yeah ten minutes yeah you're just not able to read you're
0: just not able to read like what you wanted to watch yeah yeah
1: I just see I see the description the the first like you know that image of it on whatever streaming service and then I go for it and it's just yeah, it's just off. <laughs>
0: This happened to me last night, so I started watching uh a samurai movie from the forties called uh the forty seven Ronin
1: oh yeah, it's I've on heard of that one
0: it was on h b o Max and I was just like like, yeah, let's do it and then like i I started watching it, and it's all just like a bunch of dialogue scenes in. You know, just like Japanese temples where they're like sitting, they're like sitting on their knees, you know. Um, And just, I was just, I just was not in it it at all. (laughs) It probably was like 20 minutes went by. I had, I did not know what was going on. And I was just like, you should just turn this off. Just Just put on something else. Like, it's not the mood right now.
1: You don't have to watch this right now. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, you f- even though you feel you need to. And I think that happens mostly with, uh, like, Criterion movies and yeah. um, foreign movies and old movies. is just, like, not reading whether you're actually in the mood for it or whether you ha- just have ambitions uh, to watch this movie. Well, here,
1: I guess I'll, I'll bring up one that I saw uh, last night. And this was one where I I started late at night and i was it's it's a movie that i could just watch like at any time uh bad trip the
0: the new eric andre Andre movie yeah
1: that one like that is just so like mindless that once i once i put it on then i sort of want it's like watching like endless like youtube videos or something you know i just want yeah watching Mm -hmm. um but yeah i liked bad trip uh it, I think i'm it sure i out. will too yeah it's uh, it's exactly what you'd expect it to be it's a lot of like the pranks from eric andre's show yeah uh, there's like a storyline but it doesn't really matter and uh yeah. uh yeah 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 it's mainly just eric andre tiffany haddish and lil rel i think they're the only three like actual actors in it and they're all really funny in it so
0: yeah that that's uh that movie's a big deal for me <laughs> for like in it, when it comes to like this year you know
1: yeah yeah I actually I remember seeing the trailer for it like a year ago and was super excited to see it
0: it's definitely I I
1: laughed a lot I had a good time with it
0: yeah I know what I'm going to I, I don't understand people who and I maybe have met one person who said this who would like don't think Eric Andre is funny
1: yeah <laughs>
0: I think I, Carly, I Matt. my I, wife I, hates Arrogante.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't like.
0: I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I think yeah. I think it's just. I think it's very I, specific humor, but yeah. I just to, to not to not think it's funny to me is just ridiculous.
1: Oh yeah. See, I've gotten Carly to see a few things and like genuinely laugh at them, but she she just can't like it's too chaotic for her you know
0: yeah well he I once was listening to an interview with him and he was like talking about his show and he he kind of like classified it as like punk rock you know it's like very quick and loud and hits you all over the place and I I can see that a lot Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah, I, I I just think it's like i think his stuff is like the funniest shit in the world to me so yeah (laughs) if 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 someone doesn't think if someone doesn't think it's funny i'm always kind of confused like unless you're like 40
1: yeah yeah right yeah because it is
0: super like millennial shit
1: yeah my mom would not like it either i know that's for sure she I would love to like that she's never even heard of it. Yeah,
0: I think it'd be a great just show in itself to have like older people watch Eric Andre's show and just see their reaction.
1: (laughs) They did that as like a promo for Bad Trip. Nice.
0: Yeah, I'll probably watch it. I don't know. Maybe even tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's an easy watch.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) Very motivated for that one. <laughs> All right, let's see where I'm starting with this. So I, I think, for starters, um, I watched something that you kind of uh, brought up and recommended uh, to me uh, on one of our last episodes. I watched the Martin Scorsese uh, mini series "Pretend It's a City" with uh, Fran Lebowitz. Yeah. I watched that. Uh, I watched that last weekend. Um, nice Uh, that for me i don't know if this would be the same with other people necessarily but for me that was like a very easy thing to watch
1: oh yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah like i started it weekend uh yeah so i started Mm it i think like two days so i started after work one day and i like it was like late at night and i had uh, like i just had the feeling i'm like this would be a perfect show, with like coffee, you know, yeah. like starting the day off and drink like two to three cups of coffee and just rattle them off, and that's how you start your day. Um, I have a number of shows like that, um, mm-hmm. that are just good coffee shows. Um, but Me this too. one's just an episode on
1: coffee shows. <laughs>
0: coffee shows, <laughs> obvious ones right off the bat: Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I love having lunch and watching both those shows and drinking coffee it's the best Uh way to start the day um but yeah um pretend it's a city was great for that specifically just um because it's humorous it's kind of like it's laid back but i think for some reason like talky things like talky things are perfect for like morning coffee and like fran lebowitz is like just energy and just her um her just like her uh, her voice is just great for a mor- morning coffee i I, I had such yes. a good time uh, watching her speak and like yeah I, she's just one of those people it's it's like borderline comedian where you know like except it's like she's hyper intellectual so it's even like someone like that would not necessarily sell out like <laughs> <laughs> you know, like be, be, be at the comedy store or something like yeah. that, because it's not nec- it's not quite like stand up comedy, but you can make an argument. It is it is. But yeah. it's one of those where when she begins speaking, you know, she's getting to something like like you, you. she has you like, you know, she's getting to some like observation or some part yeah. of the story that you're going to think is like is hilarious or amusing or uh, just I don't know a smart point about uh life and yeah
1: It's even if you don't agree with her she'll say something that you're like oh yeah like I didn't think about it that way yeah 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 yeah. everything she says is very like well thought out and articulated and yeah yeah, I feel like you could prompt her with any question and she'd give you even if she didn't know anything she'd give you at least some good answer whether it'd be funny or interesting yeah
0: mm-hmm and i mean and guys who like are who do for guys who say like do a podcast for instance and yeah. you know admire people who speak like she can fucking talk man oh yeah <laughs> she, better than
1: anyone She yeah. can
0: talk like she like man no,
1: I I looked up to her. I was like, man, I wish I could <laughs> talk half as good as her. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and it was like similar to like the Bob Dylan Don't Look Back documentary where I found myself kind of like um, thinking in the voice of um, <laughs> Fran Lebowitz for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I love. Yeah. We
1: were like walking the dog and I was just, yeah, doing a Fran impression
0: yeah, yeah. i by, mean if i had watched yeah. it more recently i would try to do impression but it's too it's been a week so i couldn't yeah. i i don't even remember what she sounds like really
1: like why don't people riding bike need to obey the same laws as people driving They're yeah yeah, bike? yeah it's just yeah
0: that's not bad yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah I,
1: we i've exactly what you said is the same thing that uh that we were actually thinking about pretend it's the city that was a coffee morning uh show for us too it it was just like yeah that's just like the vibe it gave off is like you know mosey on out of bed get a coffee just chill for a little bit and watch yeah a couple episodes of people just sitting around talking yeah
0: Mm -hmm. i also liked how it was like half about fran lebowitz and like half about new york Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, just like good good new york homage i learned i learned a lot i felt like i i felt like i knew new york more afterwards that's for sure
1: Mm -hmm. yeah she definitely goes into like all the intricacies of being a new yorker which is interesting yeah and new yorkers love to love to talk about how they're new yorkers that's for sure
0: yeah (laughs) yeah It, it interested me how like there's like now in new york there's I don't know, there's, like, this obnoxious, like, um, gentrified feeling to it, and it's, it's just, like, it's, it's, like, so much about, like, being young and cool and living in, in New York, because I, I, I relate to that in, like, Chicago, Chicago's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. It just feels yeah. like everyone is moving there because, you know, it's, like, the hip, everyone, it's, like, the hip thing to do.
1: That's that's how I felt about Denver, too, which kind of turned me off. Oh, yeah. Denver, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and everyone, everywhere feels everyone from like,
0: Illinois, too.
1: Yeah. everyone, Everyone who lives in Denver is from the Midwest. Like, I worked... One of the companies I worked for in Denver, most people were between, like, 25 and 35. And almost everyone was from the Midwest. And after college, moved out there. Which yeah. is exactly what we did, too. But... <laughs> uh but like there's a lot of places in denver that it's just like totally like doesn't have like character uh and it's yeah. all like made to be instagrammable and It has nothing to do yeah, with like that um, thing in place. times square yeah right, remember yeah. that
0: like what was that like the couches or whatever
1: yeah it's like why are the, middle, why are there these things like in? clearly
0: there because like you know people to go take pics yeah on yeah Instagram. yeah yeah but yeah pretend yeah. it's a city <laughs> anyway yeah really track. yeah really enjoyed it and it's like we've been talk I've been talking this year um we've been talking this year about those like Scorsese style of documentaries I feel like now I've just like I've completed the um like that those at least the, th- those of that style not mm-hmm. all of um Scorsese's documentaries <laughs> at all
1: <laughs> you're yeah.
0: further along with that than me
1: uh well maybe I am I don't i no I you you you
0: definitely are your last episode- the last episode you talked about, like
1: I guess that's true yeah a
0: a bunch yeah that I haven't seen,
1: and guess what in the past since we've done a last episode, I watched another <laughs> see <laughs> yeah.
0: but I, yeah. I I am planning to follow uh follow you eventually and just watch more, yeah, when I, I have know. four hours to spare and watch George Harrison living in a material world
1: i forgot about that one yeah i haven't seen that but i uh i did watch uh a couple weeks ago the last waltz which uh is more it's not really a documentary it's a pretty much a straightforward concert film uh the band band. yeah Mm -hmm. um but in like in between songs there's uh you know scorsese just talking with yeah interviews very very chill yeah um that yeah i love that that was really good and i'm i like the band but again very casually um but i was still really into it they had some awesome like guest performances in it too um yeah it's just it's just very like laid back uh experience uh yeah I, I think you'll i think you'll like that one too that one's on yeah it on prime pretty sure
0: Nice. Yeah, I like, the, I like the band. I've listened to the band. Not, I'm not like super into the band, but I know enough to be like, all right, check that out.
1: Yeah, you'd recognize uh, a bunch of the songs, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. So for some reason, I'm like looking forward to talking about this next film <laughs> that oh. I watched. <laughs> I don't know why. and you're probably, You're going to laugh when you find out what it is excited to hear Um, about it i on saturday i watched um brad's status it's a movie with ben stiller and it's directed and written by mike white
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh mike white yeah uh what else has mike white been in school of rock well he's more
0: so he's he's a he's a director and actor, but first he's like a screenwriter. Writer. Um, yeah. his, he's only really directed *Brad's status. Um, but he's, he's written school of rock, Nacho Libre, um, orange County, uh, the good girl, uh, Beatrice at dinner. Um, just all movies that I really like. So, mm. I mean, Mike white, isn't like, very i don't know he's not like huge for everyone but for me for me i'm like oh shit it's mike white he's (laughs) i love him (laughs) you know
1: um was on uh, on the amazing race too i don't know if you ever watched that
0: no no
1: yeah like the reality show where they like have a bunch of challenges around the world that he was on that with his dad and that was like when I, I only knew him as the guy from school of rock.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's that always what I've school known him rock. as. And then I watched like more scripts that he wrote and I was like, and I've pretty much liked everything that he's written a lot. And, yeah, and, yeah. and school of rock was a, one of my favorite movies as a kid. So Mike, Plastic. just for the, even if he didn't do anything else, I would have been like, Oh my God, Mike White.
1: <laughs> Ned Schnebly,
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, So Brad's status is basically Ben Stiller is taking his son on college visits in Boston, and it basically involves that while Ben Stiller's, like, with Ben Stiller's, like, internal conflict of just feeling like a failure, basically. And that, in a way, in ways, is, like, one of the most, like, it's like one of the most like um cliche predictable premises that you could conjure up but i don't know for some, there's something like so down earth about like mike white's writing and also like ben stiller's is is so good in this movie that like i just felt i just felt, you know felt very involved in this movie um even though it is so like um it is so on the nose at at times, and is and is one I can see people, um, I don't know, just writing it off for its premise. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I still I still really enjoy enjoyed it. I thought I think it's like very funny in how selfish Ben Stiller is that he's like thinking about himself when his like son is at Harvard, you know like getting an interview and and stuff for enrollment and the fact that he's jealous of all these friends who are from college who are more successful than him. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just felt because I felt so involved um, and it really did. I I, really did just like, I don't know. I really just felt like I was able to escape from, my life for those two hours i just i really did like Brad status and i think for the nice. most part um narratively it does work and there's a lot of sweet moments too and uh yeah it, i i recommend it it's just like i don't know he writes very like relatable down-to-earth characters with just relatable problems it's like just jumping into those type of like indie comedies you know that you know you immediately identify with the characters that's kind of yeah, why i right. like that
1: all right next thing i watched well this is the most recent i watched this today uh while working and uh was not very into it uh, i don't know if you ever seen <laughs> barbarella the jane Fonda. no uh,
0: <laughs> no <laughs> i was wondering what that was
1: yeah i just wanted to uh watch something on criterion channel because i realized i don't think i've you know because I want to get my uh, my money's worth out of that. And, 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 and a you chose to watch stuff.
0: that, of all things.
1: Because <laughs> I went to the... I was like, okay, I'm just going to decide quick what I'm going to watch. And so I went to the whatever's leaving at the end of the month. Oh, yeah. um, And there's all these Jane Fonda movies leaving. I was like, oh, I haven't seen that many Jane Fonda movies. <laughs> uh, and it's like, I've seen like the poster for Barbarella before. don't know anything about it. Watched it, and man, I... Yeah, it was... It's a weird movie, and I, I think it knows it's weird, but not for me. I don't know. <laughs> it's so horny, too. It's like mm. everyone. It's like Jane Fonda is just walking around, and and, every, and all the men just suggest they have sex. And then they just do it. But it's like awkwardly 60s sexual. And uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the production what the fuck? Is, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a fucked up movie. And the beginning is, like, really cool. I was like, well, this might be some, like, cool, trippy, sci-fi 60s movie. It's just, like, Jane Fonda floating in the air while, like, yeah. the pro uh, right. credits are going by. And, like, her, like, space suit is just, like, coming off of her. I was like, well, this is going to be some, like, artsy shit. And then yeah. it's just... It was, like... uh Cheesy as fuck. It was, like, B-movie Star Wars porn, almost. Yeah, it was... It was weird, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, maybe that makes someone out there want to watch it more. I'd still, uh, I'd still recommend seeing what it's about, but I don't blame you. If if you need to stop like half an hour in, I, I wouldn't blame you either.
0: One thing I've started to do on the Criterion channel, instead of going to the end of the month thing, I've like go through the collections yeah, and I try to like pick some from that. Sad. yeah Yeah, they're set up so cool but the only problem the problem is though a a similar thing will happen to say like to like i don't know if you go on anything other section of the criterion channel you'll just be like oh my god i'm gonna watch this entire cary grant section and you don't (laughs) and yeah I'm going to watch all these British Hitchcocks, which I actually have watched a good amount, but still, I don't think I'm going to end up watching all the British Hitchcocks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so... It still is cool, though, how they're laid out, cause there's... and there's so much.
1: Yeah. Part of me almost thinks that I wish there were less things on Uh, some of these streaming yeah. services. Yeah. Because my Criterion channel list is so long that I never, I only see like the first, uh, ten things. So Mm -hmm. I know there's, yeah, that's all. That's also not really a problem anyone should have. Um, you know, I am an adult, and this is something that I'm concerned about. That's uh probably (laughs) not. that's what i watched today on the criterion Channel.
0: um okay i'll i'll do i'll make this one my last one because i was i could do a cheesy bad one but
1: you can do, be you leaving. Can do both if you want all
0: right all right yeah. um all right so i'll do the cheesy bad one first yeah. so that i end i don't end end it on that one because the other one's very significant yes and important
2: better um, better.
0: um so my cheesy bad movie that I watched last night is Cocktail with Tom Cruise.
1: Oh, that is so weird you said that because I was actually... Uh, I just added that to my Hulu list the other day. Don't know oh, it's on Hulu? It. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I, so. I, wa-
0: I watched it on uh, Prime. But actually, here this is a little sidebar. Something on Prime that I think maybe i was just thinking about watching it but i kind of recall it as like you also wanting to watch it again um but it might have been just me I, um they have the terminal now on oh, amazon yeah. prime and i think we were talking about revisiting that not not like not not like doing a whole episode on the terminal i mean just <laughs> like re-watching it <laughs>
1: yeah yeah we were talking about that with uh when we were doing our shakespeare or
0: not shakespeare (laughs) (laughs) same thing kind of yeah
1: spielberg there was just a movie that said shakespeare yeah anyway yeah i'm adding the terminal to my watch list now
0: yeah Uh, you know like (laughs) that's the world i live in where oh my god do do you see evans (laughs) top prime the terminal's back (laughs) Uh, i got genuinely i was genuinely excited and like if i wasn't so tired last night i probably would have watched the terminal
1: (laughs) yeah i i remember wanting to see it again because uh i hadn't seen it since it came out and yeah i i thought i liked it but i also wasn't really sure i also it's one of those movies that gets a lot of
0: shit it gets a lot of shit from people but i also and i'm sure it has like a lot of things you can like make fun of but i also feel like there's got to be something to it you know i know like i'm going to be engrossed in that cuz it's a spielberg movie yeah
1: right you're going to get something out of it it's going to be worth a rewatch yeah, yeah and when Ryan i saw Blade it as a Ryan kid it was
0: a huge Blade. deal yeah um so anyways cocktail yeah, 1988 yes. tom cruise this movie i i think it's like i I think it's genuinely genuinely enjoyable um and accessible um the main problem with this movie is um the the ideology of this movie is just uh very uh bad for humanity basically um, it's very much about just like, it's just so shallow. Um, it's most it, like Tom Cruise is just a young hotshot who wants to get money. He just wants money. He wants to be rich. And he's like studying business and he's becoming a bartender. And for some reason, he becomes like a, like a, like an almost like, you know, as famous as a a bartender can get, basically. Like, he starts getting, Mm -hmm. like, hired out at giant, you know, clubs and stuff to bartend, because he flips the bottles around and stuff like that, (laughs) and you know what I mean? Like,
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: does all the cool bartender things, and he's, you know, hot, young Tom Cruise and stuff, and so and it's not even, like, there's not even, like, a point where, in this movie where Tom Cruise, like, you know, like a Scorsese moment where like Tom Cruise is like learning his lesson from greed or like Wolf of Wall Street, the chickens are coming home to roost sort of moment. Like he doesn't Mm -hmm. really learn his lesson ever. He never like, the movie never alludes to the fact that he's like a shitty person or anything like that. So it's definitely like, he's just a pure protagonist. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he's just kind of a shitty dude like he just he just hooks up with all these girls at the bars and he like falls in love with elizabeth Shue, and then he just like cheats on elizabeth Shue because his like buddy bets bets that he can't um land a like an older woman with money And so it's just shit like that where, like, the way these people think in this movie, you're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) I can't.
1: All all terrible people,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, for that, I just really couldn't get, I couldn't actually take any of the plot of this movie seriously (laughs) um, at all. But I did kind of just get into, I kind of got into the 80s core cheesy goofiness of it and i just kind of like tom cruise in anything um so uh, for that it was kind of worth watching but overall just not a good movie yeah, yeah it's kind of like along the lines of say like the color of money which color money is a lot mm-hmm. better but it's like young hot shot cruise like that yeah. sort of thing yeah, yeah. Okay, so the other movie I was gonna talk about um, is uh, Spike Lee's um, Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I finally watched Malcolm X. It was that movie's like th- over three hours, maybe yeah. three and a half hours. One um, on my list, yeah. But it is, it is so so worth watching. Um, it is so so good. Um. Yeah, just thought it was really great. Um, and don't have much else to say. Than that. <laughs> very great, very great movie. Nice. Yeah.
1: I just rewatched Training Day the other day, and I was thinking about watching more Denzel. So
0: yeah, I I, have I kind of been doing that. that a little bit lately. I'm gonna probably go more Denzel too.
1: Yeah. Nice and Spike Lee in general too. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. uh, Then I guess should we dive into our um, our score? Yeah, the top the
0: topic of today. Yeah. It's another score and soundtrack episode. But yeah, we we usually do. I think we've been doing one once a year.
1: Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You're right.
0: Yeah. No. I. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do this again too was because when I. I don't know. I think it was one day, maybe I had COVID or something. I just like thought of a like not even thinking about the podcast really just started ranking some scores and soundtracks (laughs) that I, that really like I was thinking a a lot about at the time Um, and just wrote down the list. This was like a month or two ago and I'm just going to be using that list. I wrote down that day.
1: Wow. Same list. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. See, I think if I did that, I probably would have ended up changing my mind at some point. That's mm. very, yeah, your strong. That will. just
0: shows that this this list is deep in in my in my veins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we do these like once a year though, because it's always like I don't know. There's always more to add. And the, the oh yeah. Oh. I don't. I don't know if I would actually have a top five per se, but just a a bunch that I Yeah, love. it's an ongoing
0: yeah. thing. It's not per year. Um <laughs> so my first one is one that I know you've seen now this year. Um it is uh The Ghost Dog Way of the Samurai Score mm. um by uh well and it's also kind of a There's also like a soundtrack to it too, but um the score was done by the Rizza of the Wu Tang Clan um, and i love it and it's actually like probably out of my list it's probably the score that plays the biggest role in its in its own in its film ah <laughs> you long born can done one blaze your bun on me get you none except challenge I run up with a racist they iced it i iced it
2: placed it right up in their face till they faced it hard to the dome like a chrome microphone i'm back
0: to the bone to the bone danger zone
2: that's my life and my song keep
0: Last night, I actually like watched like to prep for this episode. I like watched this. Um, there's like a supplementary. Um,
1: I watched that too. Yeah.
0: Thing. On, yeah. I watched with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Got to watch all the with your criterions. Make sure to watch all supplementary material. You can yes. get your money's yeah. worth, please. Um, and, it, you know, it, it, that was cool.
1: yeah
0: yeah (laughs) that was was cool um yeah
1: i thought it was a a perfect like matchup for this movie yeah yeah, resident music yeah
0: yeah the the like the beats on the score are very very meditative and they very much go with jim jarmusch's uh tendency to just kind of like leave the camera on different images and it just it just it just becomes very um just very meditative and trance inducing in this movie and i i i thought it was like i think the mu- the music is as big a part of this movie as like say like forrest whitaker is um so yeah, yeah that's that's just why i had to put it on there
1: nice i actually thought about uh adding this to my list Right, well, I don't know about you. Mine aren't in uh necessarily like an order of like best to worst. It's just kind of Yeah, uh, mine aren't really either. Or worse or not even worse, but yeah. Um anyway. First one uh I'll bring up is Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs>
0: this has uh, been on my hbo max watch list for a while
1: yeah i really uh was shocked by how much i loved uh love this movie it's uh-huh. little Chapel of horrors is very much an 80s musical comedy um yeah it's uh, uh a lot of songs with rick moranis and steve martin Uh, movie that has like genuinely fun good musical uh you know a musical to it so uh yeah
0: i really should watch it
1: yeah
0: Yeah, that motivates me to watch it more because i i think i i just like forgot that when you told me about it that it was a musical Mm -hmm. so that motive that definitely motivates me to watch it more all right my next this would be a soundtrack my next one is a definitely a soundtrack mm. um of one of my now i can say one of my favorite comedy movies um yeah and a movie and We're and bold. also one one of the first comedies i ever saw as a kid wow this, it is the soundtrack of night at the roxbury what
2: is love baby
1: Wow, that is not at all what I expected.
0: Yeah, so I, I like rewatched Night at the Ro- I've I've watched probably Night at the Roxbury maybe once every two years, um, for like a while now, but I, and I've always liked it, but I think it was it was like something about watching it last January. I just was like, I I finally like was able to like sum it up for myself like how i felt about this movie and i was like okay yes i love this movie (laughs) and part of the reason is the soundtrack the soundtrack adds this like incredibly goofy disco vibe uh to it um and they play not only and they play the same songs over and over again too which just kind of adds to um The movie for some reason um like there's the obvious like what is love song that's played but then there's like um like there's like this song this song plays like whenever they get to the roxbury and it's just i don't know it, it makes me laugh and it makes me smile every time
1: Wait, is this what
0: is left? No. It, they they sound the same, but this is yeah, a different I was gonna one. Yeah, I
1: thought it
0: sounded like it. A... Yeah, let me, get, let me. I'll skip to the hook.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh,
0: yeah. Oh. And, and Will, oh, Will Ferrell's oh. just going like, Will Ferrell's just going like, what's up,
2: what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? What's up?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and then you get to use you, you fight you meet the club owner and he's like what's going on boys <laughs> I, and he's like talking about colin quinn he's like oh, i love this man and it's just man. i don't know this the soundtrack along with this movie is just very much gold for me um there's so many great needle drops that go with um Like, they play Staying Alive, which is one of the most typical songs in movies, but it shows the two um, walking down the street wearing, like, such, like, ridiculous clothes, listening to headphones, and then they, like, run into a girl immediately and start trying to hit on her. Then she, like, hits, like, Will Ferrell in the nuts, or she hits them both in the nuts, and they just, like, start walking again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm like I, i'm just like all for i'm just all for this movie all wow. for it, what it has to offer
1: <laughs> nice yeah i wasn't expecting that i've seen i've seen night at the roxbury a couple times but i don't even remember the last time i saw it
0: yeah like there's if something like it's like one of those where it's like a whole the whole thing's like a sketch you know but yeah at the same time um like these characters, are so real to me like i feel like i've seen you see guys. if you ever go out anywhere you see like really douchey stupid like immature guys like this that are just scoping the clubs like clearly trying to just get laid and one of the funniest parts of this movie is that they're both like they're both like virgins (laughs) you find (laughs) out later that they're virgins and that this whole time they've just been at the clubs scoping, like you know, bobbing their heads to the side, like a couple yeah. of idiots. That's as far um, as they get, yeah. And they're just like they're just rich. They're just rich, fucking like, you know, living off their parents, like idiots. clubbing yeah. idiots. Like I just I think it's the funniest thing, <laughs> um, and and Chris Catton and Will Ferrell are just. uh, Chris Catton especially, is like, like for me, when it comes to an actor bouncing off Will Ferrell, it's like as as good as John C. Riley to me. Like Chris Catton is so good in this role. Um, yeah, is this, love, is love this, this up love there this in
1: terms of uh, in terms of SNL movies? Is this one of your? your you know,
0: I won't top. make any claims because I haven't seen. I am not as well versed on SNL movies as um, um, others. Yeah, So, but I would say for me personally, it's like my favorite, definitely my favorite SNL movie. Uh
1: Like,
0: like, like I grew, I grew up watching it over and over again. I think, and I think I finally like, um, I finally see it in a way where I'm like, okay, I can love this as an adult and just keep on watching it, you know, from now Mm -hmm. on. And I enjoy it as an adult, you know, I've like, yeah.
1: Uh, right. Um, my next one now this one I'm going to be honest I couldn't remember if one of us had said this in an episode before I was just feeling it so I'm going to do it anyway Uh, but it's the Truman Show just uh i was just looking through honestly just on letterboxd looking through a bunch of movies that i had given good ratings to and tr- was trying to remember the score and this one stuck out to me and then i went back and listened to it and this is uh yeah this is a really great score that uh the Truman show has it's uh there's like perfect moments that fit with the sort of like you know cheesy this is a sitcom type uh Thing, you know um type of movie that it's um I don't know putting you into the whole like the, the Truman show not the actual yeah. movie but the Truman show or yeah yeah whatever, exactly but, and then like that juxtaposed with um this like like longing melancholic yeah um sort of hopeful music when mm-hmm. uh it gets to the turning point of he figures out what's going on and he's yeah to, um yeah, get out of it. So, and you know all the, all the chaos and everything with um, that comes in between that too. Uh, but yeah, it was when I was listening back to it, I remember, I was like remembering back to when I first saw like, the Truman Show. I was like, wow, that's actually like a really moving movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's still probably one of my favorite movies. Uh, I think Jim Carrey is great in it, and it's uh, yeah, it got a great score too
0: yeah i actually don't i don't remember the score at all from this movie but i'm sure it's great um just because i love everything about it about the movie so
1: i had to be reminded of it for sure it's not um you know it's not like many like specific themes that are memorable about it but but, well i mean it's memorable but um if you like heard it, it you wouldn't necessarily know right away that that's like... Mm.
0: Uh, yeah, but it's like iconic, you know, it's like probably played yeah. in other things.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess maybe the one that stands out the most is probably, you know, towards the end when he's you know, it's... B-berry in the water.
0: The movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's my next one. Nice,
0: that's a good one. Sure. Alright, so my next one is another... Childhood movie, um, and with music that I grew up like listening to, um. It's from the it's the soundtrack of, the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So that, I, Do don't you, I don't think I don't think. Uh, have you seen this movie? Yeah, I saw Tokyo Drift back in the day. This, yeah, so this is a movie I grew up, like, I grew up loving and I've, like, I've continued to like it into adulthood. I probably watch it once a year and there's still something, like, about it for me. Like, it's just still always, it's, the movie's always cool to me whenever I watch it. It's always cool and it the music is, like, a big part of it. Um, It's, the music is, like, very all over the place. Like the soundtrack but uh, mm-hmm. mostly what it is is like it's like foreign like hip-hop that you would have never hear otherwise um and it just really put it really <laughs> makes the movie very much about like moving to another place and entering a new world it's 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 the point break the fast and the furious one like all that shit done again but this movie it's just mm-hmm. it's just done very well and um um, the music's uh, the music's a big part of it. Um, like it's got like Don Omar. Like this this song drops when like Vin Diesel is shown it. He makes a cameo at the end of the movie. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so the, it's it, the main theme is by the teriyaki boys yeah the teriyaki
0: boys that's the theme <laughs> everyone remembers the most
1: oh yeah and, I and, recognize that
0: yeah I can't I it's just very special to me spe- like it's it's special to a lot of people I'm not gonna take full ownership over it but I, like I will say like if someone's not super into it like I am I'm not gonna like blame you because it's just something i grew up liking so Mm -hmm. it's just you know it's it's just like from you know from childhood
1: i really liked the fast and furious movies when i was younger but i didn't go back to this one maybe because it didn't have like the original
0: uh, any of anybody from the cast yeah but Yeah. yeah
1: vin diesel does have a cameo in it right
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, at the end yeah. with that song I play. Like, yeah, like yeah, literally, yeah. like, when there, there's, like, a scene where, like, Bow Wow, who's in the movie, goes, like, there's some guy who wants to race you. And then it d- there's, like, a shot of, like, Vin's, like, Ford whatever or Mustang. And, like, that song just begins playing. <laughs> it, it gives me, like, goosebumps thinking about it because I've seen that scene so many times. Um, but yeah, but, yeah you know i have been
1: wanting to uh to go back to the fast and furious franchise again because yeah
0: i mean out of the old ones recent ones yeah oh yeah you should definitely i love i love all the new ones for sure like out of all the old ones like the originals like there's like the first and the second i like tokyo drift like a lot more uh than those like the first one for me is i don't know doesn't age great (laughs) Mm. um but it just it's kind of like significant just because it introduces everybody
1: mm-hmm. yeah right
0: but but yeah i very much like the soundtrack of every fast and the furious movie because it's just all like it's just like all like poppy rap that's not like super great but when you go going to see like a box office like big budget like movie where you're trying to like feel good and have a good time and just watch a bunch of crazy shit with cars happen it's like perfect
2: Uh,
1: okay my uh my next one is matt garrett and billy the kid which um is a soundtrack all by bob dylan
0: yeah you were telling Dylan me about kick, this
1: literally. yeah, yeah. I watched this at some point last year two years ago um, and yeah I didn't realize that Bob Dylan did all the music for it and he's actually in it too mm-hmm. I don't know if he actually has any speaking lines but um, um, but he's in it and uh, I think 90% of the music is all just for the movie but then there's also Knock It On Heaven's Door uh, which is one of his uh, biggest songs obviously but uh yeah the rest of it is really good it's uh this this honestly just feels like a uh um yeah it's it's a western feels like a 70s movie um you know set in the old west and i think a lot of it has to do with the uh the soundtrack from bob dylan too it's just very Uh um it's just uh yeah it's just the epitome of like Bob Dylan's music. If you were to picture like Bob Dylan's music into a movie, this would be it. Uh, and yeah, it fits so well. And um, yeah, I just think it makes sense that Bob Dylan would have music in a uh, in a western like this. It,
0: is it like um how like McCabe and Miss Miller? Who did the? I'm trying to find who did the. Score for that. Somebody did yeah, Leonard Cohen. Um, Leonard Cohen.
1: Yeah, it's just very sort of like chill and laid back. It's good. Yeah, I like um, I like
0: that. I like that yeah. a lot.
1: Something yeah. that
0: reminds me of is actually some uh, a recommendation I have. It's a Jim a Jim Jarmusch movie called Dead Man. Uh, uh, the yes, score is done by score is done by Neil Young. Um, oh, nice. And that. So Neil Young—it's just like a bunch of Neil Young guitar riffs that are so cool. Nice. Over all yeah. this chill, like Jarmusch stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, as much as I love Morricone and uh, all the big spaghetti western scores, um, well yeah, like this is really like something like McCabe, Mr. McCabe and Mrs. Miller or Matt Garrett and Billy the Kid. Like it's—it's it's nice very different. All, yeah. I guess a, a modern score like for its time, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, nice Dead Man. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that.
0: Yeah, and I think like in that interview on the Ghost Dog DVD, like I think Rizza said he like watched Dead Man like five times, and I then was I like, remember, yeah, "Yeah, I'm gonna score this movie. <laughs> I'm <laughs> definitely gonna score this guy's movie now." <laughs> Pat, Garrett Pat Garrett, and Billy. Garrett. B- yeah. Billy. Oh, yeah, and it's All also,
1: right. yeah, Bob Dylan is in it and Chris Christopherson.
0: A lot of musicians have that when they're taking these roles, I feel like. Like um, Mick Jagger in a movie or like Tom Waits. Tom Waits yeah. when he, just like there, you know, looking very chill and cool and just yeah. works, whatever he's doing.
1: Yeah, that's a Bob Dylan's just sort of. He's like, doing that. Theory. He fits
0: right in. He looks
1: like when you see him, it's like, yeah, that's Bob Dylan. That's not some character. Yeah, I
0: I I get exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) But he fits right in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So my next score soundtrack is mostly a score, but also a little bit a soundtrack. (laughs) I feel like that's the case with all these. You know, there's some score and soundtrack in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the movie is uh, Moneyball. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would not even say that the music is like I like, I like, I like Moneyball a lot. And I would not say the music is the biggest reason or even a big reason. Um, I mainly like, I, I, I think Brad Pitt is amazing in Moneyball. I think it's genuinely great. And I, I, I think Aaron Sorkin writes a really great script. Um, but there are, there are mainly I picked this movie to, uh, to talk about just because there's a few, like, musical moments um, that go with the writing and the scenes that really just, like, hit home and just really, like, hit the emotional core um, Like one of the songs on the soundtrack is played multiple times. It's called The Mighty Rio Grande by This Will Destroy You. I know that song. You have heard the song, you know the song. It is played in this movie like three or four times, but it like it just works like so well. And like this song like it has like the longest build up ever. But it's like done well.
1: uh, When I was in college I made a video about uh Cubs opening day. I, <laughs> use, song. I use that song in it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Who hasn't used this song in one of their videos?
1: Yeah. yeah it's a perfect like, um, like pump up.
0: Yeah. Pump video to watch. Oh on. yeah, and it's like it's so, it's like such a sa- it's so sad and it's such a beautiful piece of music. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, it really is.
0: But it, it's played multiple times through this movie, and one of the best is like jonah hill is like going over his like baseball philosophy and jonah hill just kills this monologue he goes over the fact that like so many players are undervalued blah 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 and that wh- they, you know like other organizations don't see the players this way but we will see them this way and he's go- going through this whole plan to brad pitt on how they're gonna do this and this song is just playing. And it's just a, it's just incredible.
1: <laughs> the fact that it's playing right now, what you're saying seems so much more powerful.
0: <laughs> it works with anything. Like, you're like I will John have
1: Hill is saying this. I like, will
0: have a cheeseburger and fries with a pickle <laughs> and a shake. <laughs> oh my god. Like, t- and, and and then this song just like plays with Brad Pitt's, just like it's showing like. Chris Pratt catch a fly ball or some shit and Brad Pitt's just like, I don't watch the games. I, I never watch the games. It's too, I'm too close to the process. You know, it's just like, I don't like, I'm not like, like, man, we talked about sports movies, I think last week and how you're not like super like into them. And I like, like, especially with the sports movies we were talking about, I can like totally understand that. But something with Moneyball where it's like very well done, and the emotional like side of things is, and the dramatic side of things are like laid out so well with such amazing actors. Like Moneyball is one of those where like I don't give a fuck about baseball or like um, baseball front office stuff at all, but Moneyball I am just I am <laughs> obsessed with like what's going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, when I saw Moneyball, I loved it for. Uh... At first, for the baseball stuff, because that was like you know peak baseball fandom for me. uh But yeah, yeah. Now I, I've seen Moneyball since, and I, I appreciate it for it as as a movie as a whole. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like yeah. Moneyball a
0: lot. Yeah, the, yeah. There's something about Brad Pitt's performance. He just like takes on uh so much. Like he the, he just feels like a guy who has who's just like got a burden over his shoulders the whole mm-hmm. movie through and um the fact that everyone in the organization like including like the coach who's played by Philip Hoffman is just like absolutely against him and stuff and all he has is like innocent little Jonah Hill over there telling him about like his baseball nerd stuff yeah. um yeah I I, I I absolutely love moneyball nice
1: yeah i feel like we should start playing that music um while we're while we're talking next. Uh, yeah
0: the whole way through
1: yeah so the next movie that i really liked was uh night of the roxbury <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: no, no, no
1: no no okay my next one is uh this i think this one is mostly a soundtrack but also
0: a bit of a score <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the same thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it's a uh, Midnight Cowboy. um
0: Oh yeah,
1: which this was another one I wasn't sure if we had talked about. I don't for, think so. Uh,
0: don't, um, we didn't do it on these. this one of these. No.
1: Okay. But yeah, uh, Midnight Cowboy. I think there's a few um songs that were scored for it, but then there's it also... was too
0: good to be true. <laughs> <laughs> the the big da, one da, is uh, da,
1: Harry Nilsson. Everybody's talking.
2: Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying.
1: Where it's you can just see you just see John Voight with his cowboy hat walking through New York yeah. City. and <laughs>
2: <talking. People> <laughs> <stopping> <laughs> Yeah, that's like the I mean, like, that's say. how the
0: guitar riff goes. It goes like, du, 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 du. and then like the
2: harmonica and
0: the harmonica comes in. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect I mean, for like yeah, a a guy, a, a, a guy the on the journey. Out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's yeah, almost talking one of those one of those like where the song it's just like deems it a classic movie immediately oh yeah oh
1: then there's the the theme from midnight cowboy too, by toots Thielman, Uh which is straight up like a harmonica solo that's mm-hmm. a, that's really good too yeah um yeah this I, this is a solid solid overall soundtrack love that it um yeah it just has that that country western vibe but you can also picture it you know you just picture john boy walking around new york city as this cowboy yeah just, yeah it it's the, the uh, irony mesh, in that yeah it's the mesh of uh big city and uh and yeah. So, yeah
0: yeah and it, i feel like it, the song also it like it um it like foreshadows like the tragedy of Midnight Cowboy too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's also songs called like Fun City. It's very like <laughs> it's very like jazzy. Fun City, right Fun City. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Midnight Cowboy. It's um, never I never really listened to Harry Nilsson, but uh, I love that one song just because of that movie.
0: Mm. Nice, yeah. I gotta check out that score again, and especially the um, the Truman Show score. I gotta listen to again. Yeah. All right. So my my last score soundtrack is mainly it's almost a hundred percent a score. <laughs> it is uh, the score of uh, Tenet by Ludwig Goranson.
1: Oh.
0: And it's, I thought this was a good one to bring up just because uh, we've been talking about Tenet um, a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been, I feel like I, I'm always trying to describe to people why I like Tenet. Um, and I, I go over the same things over and and over and over again, but a big reason was definitely this score. Yeah. Um, how intense and how cool it was. And how much it went with the vibe of the, the cra- absolute craziness of this movie. Um, and even though, like, you know, it wasn't Zimmer, you know, who Nolan usually collaborates with, I still felt like he was able to, like, not necessarily be Zimmer, but, like, go for the epicness of what Nolan's going for in the way that Zimmer would. Um, yeah. And genuinely, when I was watching this, when I saw this movie in theaters, it's one of the, it's the, all the way back in September, last movie I saw in theaters, I was like genuinely like, especially since I didn't know what was going on in pretty much
2: <laughs>
0: the entire time in the movie. Lot, yeah. <laughs> um, I I found myself just like bobbing my head to like so many scenes.
1: Yeah. I uh I got to rewatch the movie. Um Oh yeah, same here. For many reasons, but the soundtrack's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like uh Ludwig Göransson is like doing He's like the guy right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just,
1: um, uh I'm I'm looking at his him on Spotify now. He did uh music for Bad Trip too. <laughs> oh my god, uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. He did it for Bad Trip the Tenet Mandalorian. Read too yeah, like he's he's uh he's a busy guy,
0: yeah, that's yeah that's hilarious, our, bad
1: trip. next time we do uh one of these episodes, bad trip might be on uh yeah on one of our list <laughs> right, yeah, nice. that's pretty much it, nice, well, that's uh fitting that that's your uh that that's your pick because mine is. Also, a Christopher Nolan movie, but it's on Zimmer and it's the Dark Knight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Ta-da, no>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Those, like big ass crescendos. Well, yeah, like, actually,
0: I think that is more so the score of Batman Begins, and then they reuse it in The Dark Knight. Oh, you
1: know, you may, you may have a point.
0: I know it that well because, like, because legit, like that is like the Batman Begins score is Zimmer just going, no, no, nah, nah, yeah. nah. and I think they bring it back. Yeah, that, I mean,
1: that is the most memorable one for sure. Um, yeah, I love that main that main theme. I had to, yeah, I, I had to just go all out with something that I, I, I you know, i I love the Dark Knight, and I, I definitely have I watched it so much growing up. Uh, I've always really loved the score, and uh, yeah, and and the uh, the different themes regarding uh, the Joker scenes. Where it's like using these strings and it's very
0: like, it's yeah, it's like, like very very tones. It's like like a lot of high pitched tones and then yeah, like a lot a of like scratchy. Then yeah. a lot of heavy like, dun, when like he just like slits the guy's fucking mouth open or whatever when he's telling God, a story, yeah. you know, like yeah, like yeah. There's a lot yeah. of like a lot of this movie is like tones for like very intense fucked up things. <laughs> mm-hmm yeah really yeah uh, and it's
1: yeah it's almost like uh like psycho at times the the strings are just like screeching um, mm-hmm. yeah I, I I really loved uh, love the Dark Knight soundtrack and I, I felt like I just had to uh to put it on my list one of these times so, yeah so now the time yeah
0: I think all all the the Batman scores were on point. Yeah. Even like with the dark like the Dark Knight Rises, I like have like a lot of problems with that movie. like the the score is arguably my favorite part because I just thought I thought like just deep yeah, it, they nailed it for that. Yeah uh, it's always like like there's this um one uh, number that's always played in the middle of like, you know Nolan's like cutting between three different things and like someone's driving for some reason, like trying to get somewhere yeah. like, like, um, like Jim Gordon's like, we gotta get to fifth. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah, blowing yeah. That up. And it's just like, duh, 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 duh. Yeah. That, that's when it's like, like, oh my God.
1: Yeah. 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 That, yeah, yeah. that cool. is when it really it a rush. Just... Like
0: that's yeah. yeah that, you're like this is a fucking movie. Movies, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, that's like the the ending. Um uh I, man, I was like obsessed with this when I was younger, but the the very end when uh yeah, Commissioner Gordon is like talking um to his son like about why Batman's yeah. running and he's like he has to because he has to cuz we'll hunt him and it's because just like brought- don't, don't, yeah. <laughs> Yeah and building up.
0: It starts to then it starts to play like the Batman theme again which is like when it's in that movie, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then it yeah, like it like slowly builds up, builds up, builds up and then it shows The Dark Knight and then it's like
0: Yeah. Dun, dun, and he like dun, he, he's kind of like just pulling out of like I don't know, like one of the whacker Lower Wacker tunnels. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, I, I love uh, that moment, yeah. Mhm. yeah i definitely
0: don't find it to be a perfect film by any means but yeah i can't help but like love so many things going on yeah like Mm -hmm. uh, like usually i like like every other scene i'm looking past like wait what the fuck is that (laughs) you know (laughs) like i don't know some like a bad line reading from an extra or something like that like Mm -hmm. no more dead cops or something something like that yeah. yeah a lot of over dramatic also for me makes like a movie very fun because i like it when a movie takes itself too seriously (laughs) yeah i'm glad you brought up that line no more dead cops (laughs) no more dead cops he should turn himself in and you're just like (laughs) always remembering that guy who had that line
1: (laughs) yeah right yeah that one random extra that got lucky to have that line
0: it's like like things are worse than ever. And Aaron Eckhart's like, Yes they are. Yes they are.
1: <laughs> yeah, I always think about that guy in the boat too, uh in the Dark Knight when it's like they have the convicts and the citizens yeah. and they have to decide and there's the one guy who he's he's like, All right, I got the balls to do it. I'm gonna do it. Like oh, yeah, I always remember, Yeah. Like that guy, I don't know, for some reason his I, character bothered me, true. but in a way, in a memorable way. Yeah. yeah.
0: These guys, they had their chances. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. Yeah, that's yeah. funny.
0: Well,
1: anyway, yeah, that's our uh, that's our, our updated uh, scores and soundtracks list.
0: Scores scores, but uh also kind of soundtracks. Also soundtracks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs>